Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. In Series 2, Beyond Business, we delve into the captivating journeys of the world's most exceptional business leaders, entrepreneurs and professionals. Our mission is not only to ignite inspiration and knowledge for the next generation, but also to illuminate the path for those currently navigating challenges. Join us as we uncover the remarkable stories that transcend traditional business narratives and offer a beacon of hope and guidance. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to our Global Business Insight podcast. It's a great pleasure to have you all with us. And today's series will be set out on, on personal stories and learning from each other. And we have a very special speaker from the US, Amanda, joining us with a great personal story. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for your time today. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Amanda, would you like to just uh, just introduce yourself for our listeners first so they get to know you? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Amanda Mohan. I'm also known as the badass engineer. Um, I'm tried and true an engineer by passion and by education. I've been in the automotive industry now for well over 14, 15 years now, um, and I am currently a senior engineering manager uh, at ZF. Excellent. And Amanda, you've very much successfully united global teams across domains and functions and platforms to achieve common goals. Maybe you can share with our listeners a specific example of a challenging situation where you had to break down silos and dispel misconceptions among different groups. And what strategies did you use to to foster collaboration and cohesiveness towards achieving uh, greater efficiency and increased profitability? Absolutely. Actually, one of the first engineering jobs and design that I was able to enter, um, I did not realize there were already many well-established silos. Um, And in joining that team, needing to get the global organization to work together and not finger point and or say, you know, this is mine, was very key to our now success. I'm very happy to see and say that we have a global organization now um, working together where the design is not purely done in one location, like the core platform design, but it's actually done in a collaboration with everybody's strengths and weaknesses globally. It took many, many years of building trust right? Because to foster collaboration, you have to get people to trust you and trust that your intentions are good versus, you know, the misconception that you're coming over to try and steal something, right? So getting that possessiveness, ownership mentality to break down and say, you know what, we are all in this together and we're all trying to achieve that common goal and we can do this together. And like I said, it took many years and it took a lot of effort in building that trust. And me personally, I went after many um, 
lessons, trainings in different cultures to try and understand how my culture was perceived and how I can best adjust my own, um, you know, un especially unconscious biases to better support that collaboration and cohesiveness that we really needed. And once I started to see that, not just how my culture was seen, but also recognizing those things that are kind of hidden subconsciously in all of us, I was able to adjust for that and compensate for it. I mean, we can't get rid of them fully, but we can definitely recognize and work alongside them to benefit, you know, everybody. Amanda, thanks so much. It's incredible hearing this. I think what I love about these podcasts is this straight away, yeah. you know, you've spoken about your background in engineering. The first question, first answer is all about people, psychology, engaging people, which in a traditional, if you ask a traditional engineering person that, is that the answer they'd give? Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, so amazing to to hear that. And I think you're, you're spot on and it really resonates with all the podcasts we've done. We've got these fantastic leads on all talking about how people and engagement and collaboration is so key to success. So um, great to hear that. Um, I think once you've got those things in place, obviously the, the, the business you're in and engineering is all creating products to shifting market demands. And that's really adapting solutions around that crucial aspect of success and being flexible and adaptable so how do you with all of that in mind approach problem solving and then generate uh, product improvements that actually meet customer needs in that sort of dynamic and changing marketplace yeah um going from you know the initial question to this one and exactly what you touched on engineers are tried and true very technical they like to be as black and white as possible and when i started my career that's exactly how i was as well and you know problem solving either it's good or it's not good right your judgment of a component but as you gain more experience and you start to recognize, I mean, there are so many problem solving methodologies. And I really like the 8D methodology that goes into problem solving that kind of steps through it, but it's not black and white, right? And especially when you go to do product improvements and create, be more creative to identifying alternative solutions is super key to that continuous growth and improvement um, focus that we should all really have. Because even if the customer says they want X today, doesn't mean that they're not gonna want X, Y, and Z tomorrow. So if we can be creative um, and you know, not just pure black and white and recognize where that gray focus is heading towards, that's really gonna help ensure that we're ahead of the times and innovative in doing that. So I love the fact I always wanted to be an engineer, like since I was eight, nine or 10, I forget exactly the age. I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I love being technical and that's where I strive. But I also recognize I'm not a technical expert, right? I'm not going to be one of those people that focuses on a single um, 
design or, or component. Where I strive is bringing those technical people together and asking those questions to help them step outside of that black and white and see the gray coming together, that collaboration. So I can speak the technical jargon, but in the same aspect, I can bring all those technical people together on the same path and recognize where those gray zones are that maybe they're not so strong in entering. So I hope that answers the question. Definitely, thank you for sharing. And another component, effective communication is priority in leadership, as we know. And we've, and, and you have especially showcased the ability to um, win a lot of buy-in from diverse stakeholders for your solutions as an engineer. Could you maybe share a valuable communication lesson or approach that has consistently, persistently helped you to navigate these complex challenges and gain support of your ideas? Absolutely. So something that I continue to tell my current team and even previous colleagues and friends that I work with, communication is not a one size fits all. It never has been and it never will be. So this is a skill that we need to continuously work on and improve on. And the communication isn't just how we speak necessarily, but it's the background and the why you know, enabling your listener to connect the dots, understanding where they see something so you can help in getting them to see what you want them to see. So I continuously encourage and give a, you know, yearly uh, goal for my team to do communication trainings even if it's retaking something you took last year, but also finding new things because as we're in a global market and it's becoming bigger and bigger, how you work with somebody in Germany is gonna be different than how you work with somebody in Asia, let's say, or the US or England or you know, Africa. We need to continuously be evaluating and learning and growing our communication styles, but also the different cultures we're going to work with to ensure that uh, enablement and efficiency in communication. So it's something that's never set in stone, let's say. We need to be continuously improving on that. Again, it's brilliant to hear because it's all about like, uh, in instinct of understanding how people collaborate together to really kind of uh, drive drive through the result isn't it and again coming from an engineering background it almost it's it's one thing to pick the discipline that you want to be in and I was absolutely the same um, in my own area so that kind of finds you but what comes through as your journey progresses is that instinct for leadership so it's it's amazing to see that coming through naturally and, and that's that wanting to work with people and um, so as a really authentic leader then um, you have to make yourself available to your team members and provide that kind of coaching and expertise to guide them through challenges and and uh, yeah we know what that's like um could you share any particular rewarding kind of mentoring experiences that you've had where you've witnessed someone achieve those uh, uh, uh trials over adversity or overcoming significant obstacles at all and how that maybe has shaped your own leadership approach Absolutely. Actually, earlier this year, I had a new engineer approach me that wanted to get to know me, my background, and 
in general, help him in in mentoring. And it was kind of unofficial, um, but then became official. And now we're good friends, I like to think. And we got to talking and we were talking about communication, (laughs) actually. As a new engineer, he was finding it difficult to um, not just a new, not just a new engineer in, you know, coming from school into, you know, what I call big kid job and getting his first full-time job, but also in this organization, trying to connect with his team and understand that. And he came in during right after the COVID time. So it was kind of the mix of a full hybrid to in-person type of environment. And he was having difficulty meeting his team. And actually we got introduced, so to speak, through an employee-driven event. Actually, it was a Diwali celebration, which was really cool. We held a celebration in person. I got to meet him and he approached me kind of after that. But at that Diwali event, he's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a part of this team. Um, you know, we're introducing ourselves. He's like, what do, what do you do to meet your team? I'm like, what? You haven't met your team in person? He's like, oh, no, I haven't. Uh, I'm like, have you invited them for lunch? Has your immediate supervisor coordinated something? He's like, yeah, I try and get them to come in, but they didn't want to. I knew his immediate supervisor and his manager. And I just kind of reached out and poked and said, hey, it looks like you have a great potential employee here that's really trying to engage the team. You might want to pull everybody together, you know, kind of a a tip, didn't give any names. He could figure out who it was. This engineer, when I met him weeks later and he approached me, he's like, hey, after talking to you, I met all these people. Like, oh, that's great. I'm like, I actually poked your manager to try and initiate something. He's like, oh, you did. Oh, no, I hope I don't feel I don't feel like a tattle. I don't want to be seen as a tattletale, right? So we got to talking. I'm like, no, you're not seen as a tattletale. Trust me, I promise I didn't mention your name, but it was more of like, you know, a tip. Hey, what's going on here? And wanting to help in that situation, but you got to not be afraid, especially as a new engineer, somebody who's very technical. I remember being in that situation, afraid to raise our hand, afraid, especially as a female engineer, sit at the table, right? Even if you're not one of the prime presenters of a meeting, it's being present and being enabled and empowered just to say, hey, I'm over here, I don't get this, or I have a question. And it got us to talking and thinking, and there's a little quote that I post on my um, monitor that kind of reminds me throughout all of this, that we have to enable these people and to get them to recognize that I love this quote, but it's to to make change in a person can take up to a year, but to make change in an organization can take up to four. So if you if you think about that concept, it reminds me continuously: one, change is always possible. It takes time, but we need more people to be able to raise their hand, ask questions point out where things need to be improved and fixed, right, to make it better. So we can't be afraid that we're a single voice or that we're new or any of that, right? 
because likely if you have a question or you're having that trouble, somebody else is as well, and they just haven't found their voice yet. I I completely agree with you, and especially navigating in in this diverse environment with with different generations and communicating with each other and. Uh, yeah, well, that's a podcast for itself, <laughs> but 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 just let's stick on the whole thought of of navigating within these diverse teams and around common goals. Um, it it all requires the certain leadership skill and and technical acumen. Um, what advice do you have for aspiring technical leaders on on cultivating the the right mindset and skills um, to drive a lot of de design thinking while fostering, of course, a lot of collaboration and engagement across global teams and stakeholders. Absolutely. So to me, the best aspect of a leader, whether it's technical or non, are more so the soft skills. Because a leader enables the team. A leader brings people together. They empower the team. Just because you're a technical expert or a manager does not make you a leader, right? You can manage people all day, every day. Doesn't mean you're a leader. It's those people that have those strong, soft skills, the communication, right? The presentation, being able to bring thoughts together and pull people together into that team environment that really drive and enable the design thinking and alleviate design redundancies and fostering that collaboration because there is no I in team. And especially in these global environments, bringing those people together, it's really easy. Even if now we have this hybrid in-person environment, as our teams are getting bigger and bigger and more global, it's harder to for leaders to really pull the global teams together continuously and consistently, because it's easy for people to stay in their locational silo. It, it makes sense, right? You can physically talk to somebody in your own language, in your own time zone, and face-to-face -face more easily. And that's what's difficult about the leader, all those soft skills that will bring the team together. So if I can give any advice for an aspiring leader is to continuously work and improve on those soft skills and bringing people together. The technical, to me, it comes naturally and I can stay in tune and up to date with the various societies, reports, um, papers, <laughs> that are published, but the harder part is thinking of new ways that inspire, enable, and empower a team environment, especially in this global day and age. Thanks so much, Amanda. It's been brilliant to hear your insight on this and really um, some great insight and things I think that people, not just to be inspired by, but need to listen to and actually heed your words on and go with this is the way business is going, especially with AI automation and all those technologies coming in, the collaboration and that working between people in decentralized locations just becomes more and more important. And those soft skills, those relationship building skills, we have to hold on to those and develop them. It's, it's absolutely critical. So 
lovely to hear all of that um any final thoughts um, before we before we let you go for our listeners um just hugely inspiring thanks again oh well thank you guys for having me this has been quite fun honestly and i'm happy to share you know <laughs> this whole conversation it brings up a lot of really good memories and thoughts and yeah this has been fun so just keep learning i guess it's my last advice thank you so much Thank you for joining us on this enlightening episode of the Global Business Insights Podcast. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and valuable insights that will continue to guide and uplift you on your journey.